The first AP Top 25 releases tomorrow. But will the Utes crack the top five? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On YouTube your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions may apply. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill, a former University of Utah Athletic Communications Department intern now bringing you guys the Utah coverage you deserve. On today's show, we're going to be going over where the Utes, where we believe the Utes are going to rank in the top 25 tomorrow as it does release for the very first time, as well as later on discussing some of Coach Witt and Coach Scally's comments in last week's practice. So first, talking about the top 25. So where will Utah land in the AP poll? They were already higher than they've ever been in the coaches poll. They've already been picked by the Pac-12 media to have a better season, to finish the top of the conference, something that hasn't happened before as well. So this is a Utah team that is setting new new marks for them, and it's been really fun to watch and see going in to see the respect that Utah is getting this time around, especially from the Pac-12. And we'd love to see coaches as well. But when you're talking about people who are going to be more favorable towards Utah – I believe number one would be Pac-12 media and number two would be the coaches, the guys who really know the game, study it. And the coaches have a ton of respect for Utah football. You know that just by talking to people, the coach Witt is one of the most respected mans across the college football landscape. So you understand why the coaches are going to value this Utah team. So the question is, will the media value this Utah team in the first AP Top 25 tomorrow? Josh Furlon is Utah's AP writer who we had on the podcast last week. Josh had Utah at seven. I think that's a really good range where we're all kind of expecting this team. We know they're going to be in the top 10. If they weren't, it would be completely shocking. And there's not many teams you can make a case for the Utes. There's not, I don't believe there's 10 teams you can make a case to be over Utah coming into the season. And I think most media members will feel that same way. Now, where they fit in the top 10 or are they a top five team? That's what makes it really interesting to me. So first, let's look at the teams that will definitely be ahead of Utah. So I think the locks to be ahead are Alabama. Obviously, they have the best offensive player returning, just won the Heisman, and the best defensive player returning in Will Anderson. So, I mean, it makes sense they're going to be the top team going into the season with how many guys they got coming back to Ohio State. We saw Utah lose to them head-to-head. We know C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba is a defense that always retools and reloads, and that's why they're going to be probably in that number two spot as well. I think most people expect it to be one-two. Now, the interesting third one is another one that I think the reason they're going to be in this top five is and in the top three, honestly, is because a lot of people expect them to retool and reload, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Georgia. When you win a national championship, you're going to get afforded that luxury. But here's the other thing. Georgia's, they bring in a ton of five-star talent. So you know they got guys in the waiting on that defense. They lost a ton of talent from that defense, but there were a lot of contributors who still played meaningful snaps last year still on it. So it makes sense that they would be there. And, of course, Stepson Bennett is back as well. I'm not the biggest Stepson Bennett fan, but he's a guy you can win a national championship with, and we can't disrespect him that way. So those are the three teams I expect to be a lock over Utah. I think every media ballot will have those three teams ahead of the Utes. So then 
gets interesting, right? Who are the other teams that are kind of in the mix to be Utah? So I personally think the highest Utah could be in this is the fourth best team. And I don't expect them to end up there in the final spot. I think there's a couple other teams that are going to get that love. But I think by the time the season's all said and done, they could absolutely be in that fourth spot. But going into this preseason poll, I would be surprised to see Utah at number four. So who are kind of those other teams that is going to be vying for Utah to make the top five of this AP poll. So I think one of the ones that jumps out is Clemson, the clear class of the ACC, had a down season a year ago, but still Dabo Sweeney. He's got his quarterback back in DJ Uungalele. And I think Ungalele is a guy as well. who He had a really down year. He was a guy a lot of people expected to be in the Heisman conversation, myself true, myself as well included in that, and really disappointed. But I think he's going to have a chance to have a real bounce-back season. Now, he did lose both his coordinators. We know Brett Venables is at Oklahoma. We're going to talk about them in a second. But also his defensive line coach as well. So there's a lot of losses on that team. And this is a team that I definitely feel like I could make a case for Utah being better than this season, but you trust Dabo Sweeney, you trust some of the talent they're still bringing in. Clemson has been one of the best teams in college football the past decade, two national championships, of course, to go along with that. So expect to see them in this mix. After that, I think another team that's going to be towards the top is Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman coming in. There's a lot of excitement around this program right now. You got a lot of returning starters as well, but you do have a first-time head coach. You got a first-time offensive coordinator. And you do have a new quarterback in there as well, which is so – that's one of the trends amongst a lot of these teams. Yes, though, some of the best qu- quarterbacks in the country you, are the top two, honestly, in terms of talent and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, they're coming back. But a lot of these other teams, quarterback is not like, a, oh, yeah, we got one of the dudes in the country at this position. So I think that's one of the reasons. And Utah does have that guy. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So that's a reason I think that Utah is going to be high on a lot of people's lists because the most important position on the field is a sure thing when you're talking about the use. It's a big question mark when you're talking about a lot of these other really big programs. So Notre Dame is another interesting one for me because they do have so much talent. But it's always hard when you're talking about a first-year head coach and offensive coordinator. There. And personally, I think Mark Spring was a great hire. I think he's going to be great there, but I think you might have to give him a little bit of time. Another one who could be in the mix is Michigan. So Michigan is Jim Harbaugh had his best season there a year ago, but one of the biggest reasons for that was their pass rush. Aiden Hutchinson was the second overall pick in the draft. David Jabba would have been a top 15 pick if he didn't get hurt in his pre-draft workout. So he's another guy, one I'm looking at. Like you lost your top two edge rushers, and I just got done talking about the most important position in quarterback is is most important position position in college football, excuse me, is the quarterback spot. The second most important is getting after the quarterback, those defensive ends. So you lose two guys like that. I just think that's tough to replace. And yes, there's some excitement about the quarterback competition they got going right there at the moment, but you get a new offensive coordinator in there as well. And I think Michigan's another interesting one, but one we saw that the coaches poll had Michigan higher than Utah. AP poll could very well do the same as coach Harbaugh is trying to get this team back in a consistent national powerhouse, something they haven't been for a very long time. Another interesting one will be Texas A&M. And A&M has been in the news a lot because of the whole Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban beef. When you're talking about A&M, I think the biggest thing that stands out is they have four straight years with a top 10 recruiting class. And their 2021 recruiting class was the highest rated recruiting class of all time. So absolutely incredible stuff from A&M. They have the talent. Can they apply it on the field? And they're kind of one of those up and coming teams in a lot of ways, how everyone kind of thought Georgia was eventually going to take the next step. So they're a team I could also very well see being ahead of the youth because of how much talent. But the question is, can they actually put it to use? I think that's what will be interesting to see. After AM, I think there's two other ones that really stand out as real contenders to be above Utah. One of those being Oklahoma. Brett Venables is one of the best defensive coaches in college football. Gets his opportunity to go back to Oklahoma and become the head coach there. And 
I think it's the team that's going to see a much improved defense, but how much will the offense miss Lincoln Riley? Hint, I think it's going to be a lot. And I just don't know if Dylan Gabriel can get it done there, but they're still the clearly one of the two best teams in the Big 12, one of the premier conferences in college football, so it makes sense they would be here. And speaking of the Big 12, the second best team, or one of the other best teams, is I think Baylor's actually going to be better than Oklahoma this year, is the Baylor Bears with Dave Aranda. So Dave Aranda, one of the other, another guy's a great head coach, done a great job bringing that Baylor program back after a little bit of a dip when Matt Rule left, but it wasn't long. And then they just won the Big 12 last year. And I don't think they lost a ton of guys as well. So they're another one I expect to be in this conversation. I think there will be media members who have Baylor higher than Utah. That makes sense as well after the season they had coming off a really strong campaign. So those are the main teams I think Utah will be vying for in this. I think one thing that'll be interesting when the media looks at Utah, they're going to love the returning starters, right? 17 returning starters come back. For the most part, a lot of those guys were the best at their position, but still there's a couple key losses. And the biggest one being Utah's best player, Devin Lloyd. And I think until a lot of these other guys prove themselves, whether that's a Lander Barton, Diabate, a Karene Reed getting even more consistent as well, and some of the young guys just continuing to play well and just seeing more consistency from Utah start to finish as people know how this Utah team started last year. Obviously, it wasn't very well. I think that's one of the reasons as well to look at this Utah team and still see their record, even if it is a deceptive record because of how good they were once Cam Rising came in. I think there's going to be a lot of people who still ding Utah for their record at the end of the day. So where do I think Utah will end up in the AP Top 25, the first one of the season that the AP is doing? I think Utah is going to be six. I just think I have a feeling we already went over those top three locks. I think they're going to be higher on Clemson just because of Dabo Sweeney, you get DJ back and just the national consistent national powerhouse. They've been outside of the one bad season. And I also think you're going to see Michigan in there because of the success they had a year ago. And I think A&M, I think a lot of people are going to be drinking the A&M Kool-Aid because of how much recruiting talent they brought in. And I think that will land Utah at number six. So I think they'll be just outside the top five to start the season. Like I said, I personally, being a biased Utah fan, I think Utah should be at four. I think when you look at the guys coming back, Cam Rising being back, Keeley up, the offensive line in strong shape, although Coach Witt does want to get it figured out because right now Utah has the off the problem we're going to talk about in the moment is that Utah has so many good offensive linemen, they haven't been able to figure out exactly who they want their five to be. But you look at how many playmakers Utah has, I truly believe this is a top four team in the country going into the season. But I think it makes sense that a lot of the outside media will look at certain things and be like, I'm not that high on them. I'm going to back off. So it's going to be interesting to see where Utah lands. But either way, it's really exciting that Utah is going to have their highest placement ever in the AP Top 25 poll going into a season. So it's going to be fun to see how this Utah team can build off of that. One thing Utah's trying to build off right now is fall camp and get better each and every day. And Coach Witt shared some comments last week about what he's thinking about his team as fall camp continues to churn along. But first, I want to tell you guys about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Guys, I personally use LinkedIn just to get connected with friends as well as see other work opportunities that are out there for my business, my stuff as well I'm trying to work on. So LinkedIn helps you connect you with great people as well as gives you guys great opportunities to continue to further your careers. 
Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs as number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. To post your job for free, Terms and conditions may apply. So, Coach Witt spoke to media last week talking about how he's feeling about this Utah team and some of the things that stand out about him. And one of the things he was asked about is just what are his most press, pressing questions about this roster right now as they're looking towards the first scrimmage. The first scrimmage of this Utah team was on Saturday. It was unfortunately closed to the media. So we have to wait till tomorrow to talk to Coach Witt and actually hear his thoughts about it. But we can talk about what he was thinking going into it as well as he shared with it. He says, as far as the starters go, he's really interested in seeing the offensive line solidified and working together, which he said they're very close to doing. One thing he also revealed during this press conference is that Paul Miley is the starting center. Miley's the guy we talked about a lot with Brian Brown last week. I feel very confident in Miley. I think there were a lot of stretches last year where he was just as good as Nick Ford, honestly, when he came in. And it made a lot of sense for me that when Keaton Bills went down, he kicked Ford over to guard and bring in Miley because he was that much of a threat or just one of those guys in the run game, as well as did his good job holding his own in pass protection. So I'm a big fan of Miley. We know Brain Daniels is going to be at left tackle for sure. So what other positions are there to figure out? I think when you're looking at the interior of the offensive line, it's interesting. My, guy like Michael Mokufisi has been having a great camp, but Keaton Bills did a great job coming in at right guard last year, and Satoa Laumea did a really good job at left guard. So is Mokufisi really going to beat one of those two guys out? I just find that hard to believe. So I feel like the guard spots are set. And I really think what he's referring to in talking about getting the offensive line solidified is something we else talked about with Brian last week, Jaron Kump versus Falcon Kalmatule. So when you're talking about Falcon, Falcon's an interesting guy because Falcon had a really strong season ago and in, excuse me, not season ago, in spring ball. Falcon was really good in spring ball, and that's just what we're coming off of. The last time we saw Utah on the field was in the spring game. Falcon was really good there. A 6'8 offensive lineman, so he brings the size you love to. And Jaron may have more stump, more starts, but Falcon could very well be the best guy for this job. So it's going to be interesting to see if Utah decides to pull the trigger and give Falcon the start, even though Kump has more experience. Another thing Coach Witt talked about was just addressing the backup quarterback situation. The, that's a big focal point for this team. And it's very different from last year where we were talking about the starters, but he said, Hey, Bryson Barnes looked good. Jaquindon Jackson looked good. He said, they're not going to make a decision before that first scrimmage. So it'll be interesting to hear what the results yielded from that scrimmage. So we can hear who stepped up, who didn't. And even though this seems like a two man race between Jaquindon and Bryson, he did bring up Nate Johnson, you know, the four-star recruit Utah's got coming in. He looks really good, understandably so. You also talk about a guy like Brandon Rose, who probably has one of the strongest arms, but is a little bit lacking in terms of the conceptual phase of the offense. Coach Witt stated that. That's a direct quote. Um, and he's he'll spend more time in the film room right now to get more caught up on that stuff. But it sounds like he thinks all these guys are really good candidates. And for a while, I thought Jaquindon was going to win it. I still kind of feel that way, but a large part of me is feeling the Bryson Barnes hype as well. I mean, just the more you think about it and look to it, when Utah needed a guy in the Rose Bowl, Bryson came in. So it would make a lot of sense for him to come in. And I really feel like Nate Johnson is going to end up red shirting, but 
it's going to be interesting to see what Utah has to roll with in certain situations. I still feel like they'll have Jaquinton in there, but more likely than not, these guys won't see the field in less garbage time because I do think Cam is going to have a really strong year. And I think he's going to stay healthy as well because even though he is willing to tuck it and run, he's very smart when he does so. And the last question Coach Witt talked about is he said the secondary depth, just making sure we have the secondary sorted out. And that's actually something Coach Scally spoke to as well. And we're going to talk about Coach Scally's quotes overall more of what he said his press conference in general in our the next section but want to touch on specifically his cornerback quote because it does relate to what coach Witt is talking about he's saying he talked about how it's nice to have some of these guys back and healthy some Maya Vaughn coming along really well just been making plays got Fabian Marks to Travis Broughton these are all guys who have played a lot of snaps so I think it's just making sure these guys are more schematically and technically locked in after dealing with some of those injuries as they're coming back getting their footwork back right and comfortable so till they feel good about them but there's no question who the number one of this group is is obviously Clark Phillips so it's who are the guys next to them I think Broughton's in for a big year and I think he will be number two on the cornerback depth chart and then you get guys like Vaughn and Marks who are still going to play a huge role in this team you need three to you need four guys honestly to be able to cover this level because so many teams are going to trot out four wide receivers especially USC is a team that I just feel like they're not going to now, Titans had some success under Lincoln, but I just feel like we're going to see a lot of four guys out wide for them. And I think it'll be a big plus for Utah to have some guys out there to cover. And I feel comfortable with this group as well. So I feel like they're going to do a good job when they get called upon and get challenged, which they will do because not a lot of people are going to be targeting and looking at Clark Phillips, as we know. Another thing Coach Witt talked about was the punting situation. He said he feels much better about this year. We're doing a much better job with the football. He mentioned that Jack meter is really hitting the ball well. He's got a strong leg, and he said we should be much improved in that area. And I think that's a big thing. Anytime you can flip the field position, pin an offense in the back, it helps your defense have that advantage. So being able to flip the field is such a huge thing in the game of football. Every yard counts so much, making drives more difficult, having teams work harder, take off more time. All these things matter so much. And having a great punter, like it sounds like Jack has been in camp, it's going to be a huge game changer for this Utah football team that – had their struggles with special teams a year ago. One thing Coach Witt did mention as well was he's a little bit concerned about the defensive tackles, about their weight as a group. So he was asked, the defensive tackles are a bit lighter this year in terms of weight. Do you approach that position any differently than in years past? And he said, no, but he said that you are right to the question. He said, some of these guys need to add 5, 10 to 15 pounds. We usually have some of the bigger guys, but the guys we do have are quick, tough guys that have good strength, but he said they are right. We're a little undersized from these guys, but not all those guys are. It's just a couple other players on this defensive line. It's a direct quote from Coach Witt. So obviously we know Junior Tufuna going to be one of the guys there. Pac-12 defensive freshman of the year. He is an absolute beast at the position. Figure Devin Kafusi is going to get a lot of run next to him. But who are kind of those other guys? Will they be able to step up? And have they been able to put on some of that weight as well? Because I'm sure this isn't the first time Coach Witt has thought about this. So does he have those guys going to Burger King or McDonald's or just doing a couple extra things in the weight room to try to put on muscle slash weight to make them harder for some of these Pac-12 offensive linemen to move. But Coach Witt did mention as well, he feels like the team's progressing really well. You know, we're only a few weeks out from the Florida game he talked about, so just keeping focus and locked in is going to be big for this Utah team. And it sounds like something these guys have done a really good job of, so he's pleased with their progress. But does Coach Scally feel the same way? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. 
But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bars. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com, snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place. Just hoard them all for yourself. You're going to love cookie dough chunk puffs. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just grabbing a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo LOCKED15. So, for this Utah team, talked about what Coach Witt thought about him, but talk about a guy who has as large a voice outside of Coach Witt in this program on the field. That's, head, that's defensive coordinator Morgan Scally. And he felt like the first few practices, he's just been really impressed by the leadership so far. He said, you just can tell they've been doing a lot the players have been doing a lot without the coaches. And this is a direct quote as well. He said, you can tell the difference between an okay team and a good team that's got a shot. It's what they do on their own, and they've done a great job of that. And that's something we've talked about as well, and Coach Witt spoke to it too. Whether it's Cam Rising, Dalton Kincaid, Brant Keithy, Braden Daniels, got a lot of leaders with experience in this room, and even some of the young guys like Jalen Glover, how willing has he been just to come in and work? On the defensive side of the ball, we know Clark's a great leader as well. Devin Kafusi along that defensive line. Karene Reed at the linebacker spot, as well as Diabate coming over. And even on the back end, you got a guy in RJ Hubert who's been in this program a long time. So you got leaders at literally every position on the field. And it sounds like those are the guys who are motivated to do the work outside the facility to get better and ultimately reach this team's goals for this coming season. And I think that's the difference between a lot of the teams that are unable to reach those goals is they don't put in the extra time. So it's really encouraging to hear that that's exactly what this Utah team has been doing in the early portion is that these guys did put in that extra time. Another thing Coach Scally was asked about was just how the, who the starting defensive end figures to be opposite Van Fillinger. And he said he loves Gabe Reed in that spot. And I think that makes a lot of sense because when you look at a guy like Reed, he's a guy coming over from Stanford, has a ton of experience there played for 12 he's played every game has been healthy for them pretty much since 2018 he played 12 games then 12 in 2019 and 2020 was limited to just the five because of course COVID shortened season then in 2021 played 12 as well and he's gotten steadily better each season in terms of overall tackle production the only dip we saw it for a little bit has been his sacks he hasn't had as many at 5.5 his freshman year but sacks are such an interesting step like he more when you're talking about sacks you more so want to look at pressures because different things can happen a lot of time different circumstances other guys can be the first one to get through and then you're the second guy through and you just get lucky so I think when you're looking at a guy like Gabe Reed what I find more important for him is he's a guy who had 10 tackles for loss a season ago. That's somewhere Van Fillinger at 9.5. So that figures to be a really strong duo to set the edge. And I think Gabe Reed's a guy as well who has some versatility that can help this team out as well. I think he's a guy who could drop into coverage if you want to do a little bit of a different look just to aid this Utah defense and helping them to be multiple in that regard. So I just think it makes a lot of sense why Scally and the rest of this team is really high on Gabe Reed. I think it was one of their biggest additions of the offseason, and I think he's going to really help this team this coming season. Another guy I talked about that Coach Scali talked about 
is just having a really good camp. He's talked about how guys like Lander Barton have just been a lot more confident. You can tell he's just from a communication standpoint, it's a direct quote from coach Scally. It's communication from player to player is just backer wise is just a lot better. These guys usually quiet. The vets are the ones who are yelling and screaming everything, but you can tell he's gained a lot during the offseason. He's getting more and more confident. And another guy's getting more and more confident is Van Fillinger, the guy we just talked about who's going to be playing opposite of Gabe Reed. He just said the last four games is when he felt like he saw the best from Van Fillinger. And you, even though he had that three, three and a half sack game early on in the season, you can tell he just didn't have the same production the rest of the way. But as the year got on, he continued to grow and grow and get better and better. And he has all the intangibles and tools you love to see in a defensive end. They're going to help him be successful this season. I think Van's in for a big season. And they said, we expect a big year out of him. And he's a guy who's gotten bigger and stronger this off season. And it sounds like he's in for a big year. Another guy who's going to be in for a big year is Cole. He just said, Cole, Coach Scally said, Cole is a stud. He's one of those guys that makes you a better coach. He's a student of the game. You see him in the, in the study and film all the time. This is a direct quote coming from Coach Scally about Cole, and he's just a great ambassador for the university as well. Cole, as a true freshman last year, was just one of those guys who came into games and made those big plays that made you go, this is a guy who needs to be on the field, and I love having him on the field because of his ability to make those plays and do some of those things. So, so Utah is really lucky they got him when they did, and I just think he's a guy who's in for another big year. And another guy who's interesting to hear how he's coming along is a guy in Clayton Isabella, who he played football at St. Charles East High School, but from 2019 to 2021, he played safety at Illinois State. And I think that's the more interesting one. He's a 6'2 safety, and Coach Scali talked about what he liked about Isabella. He's a guy that can cover a lot of ground. This is a direct coach from Coach Scali. He understands our scheme. The more he's going to play, and he's continued to grow that understanding. But what the length he possesses, he had, gives a lot of matchup nightmares. He can come down and go, cover tight ends. This is all things that Coach Scally talked about how they want to use him this season. And he's just a guy who he, he's coach, he takes coaching as well, strives to get better. So I really think just the fact that he's been glowing about Clayton Isabella, I think it means we're going to see him on the back end a little bit, even in the first game versus Florida. He's obviously taking a big step up in terms of competition, but based on how this coaching staff, specifically Coach Scally, who's in charge of that back end, is raving about him, I think it's a really good sign for Isabella and expect him to be in the mix with guys like Hubert and Cole Bishop as well. You don't really normally play two safeties for the entire game, so I think that Isabella very well could be the third guy we see coming in there, depending on the camp some of these other guys have had, but I think it's a big thing that this coaching staff is high on Isabella from his early play. Now, last quote I want to talk about. It's not from Coach Witt. It's not from Coach Scout either. It's from the guy who's been the biggest breakout star ever since Utah's game in the Rose Bowl. After that ended, then we checked in with – the next time we checked in with the team was during spring ball in terms of got access to them. And it was the Devon Vele show. He's the guy who stepped up, and he's been making plays in fall camp just like he did in spring ball. And he also had one of the best quotes – of camp so far. This is something our own Cole, ba- the guy, our friend of the show, Cole Bagley, shared with. He got to share with in the media session. Talked with him about as I trip over my words. So Devon Bailey, he just talked about. He said a lot of teams respect us now. We won the Pac-12 championship. Went nose to nose with that Ohio State. Everybody respects us, but we wanted to be a, a fearful team. Now that we're respected, we need people to fear us and. When you're talking about that, it's 100% true. People don't fear Utah right now. They respect the goal. They're a really good team, but we just talked about how Utah's not going to be in the top four teams more than likely, so they're not really feared by the national 
college football teams and landscape. Sure, they're feared by the Pac-12 teams, but they're not feared by the national one. And I think it's really cool that Devon and the rest of this team is adopting this mindset that they're ready to go after it and attack. And I really think they're going to have a big year because they want to be aggressive. They want to go at it. And I'm excited to see this Utah football team because they got players like Devon Vela who are ready to get get ready to get to work and get after it. And I was talking about all those leaders earlier. Devon, Solomoninis, those are going to be two huge leaders in this wide receiver room and just in general on this offense. So coming up on the show the rest of the week, tomorrow we're going to be talking about where exactly Utah landed on the top 25. We'll have been able to talk to Coach Witt as well after the rankings have dropped. So we'll be able to tell you guys what he thought of Utah's placement. He very well could brush it off, as most coaches do, but probably mention at least a little bit of something, especially as they will be higher, that he appreciates the respect, but that they don't really care. So it'll be interesting to hear what he and the rest of the offensive players we get to speak to think about the rankings, as well as fall camp updates. If you guys are looking for more updates in general about Pac-12 football, want to make sure you guys head over to Locked on Pac-12. Make Locked on Pac-12 your second listen every day, where host Spencer McLaughlin and other local hosts of the Pac-12 will take you around the conference in under 30 minutes. Make Locked on Pac-12 your second listen every day. Make sure you guys do follow us at Locked on Utes. And that's all for today, but we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening in to Locked on Utes.